every 43 seconds. If you spend any time working behind a computer, that's about how often you get hit with some type of distraction. It's nuts. Distractions at work are a part of a vicious cycle. Let me know if this sounds familiar. You sit down at your desk and you put together your to-do list for the day. You dive in and get started, and then the distractions start popping up. Emails, text messages, a coworker has a question. You come up with a new idea for an offer and you don't want to lose it. Before you know it, it's the end of your workday and you didn't get your most important work done. The work you really needed to do today. So you push it to tomorrow or you work on it in the evening so you can stay on track. And as a result, you're not as present with your family as you'd like to be. And you feel like you're working all the time. And then the whole thing starts over the next day. You try to play catch up, distractions pop up, you feel behind, repeat, repeat. If you know what that feels like and you want to conquer workday distractions once and for all, then keep listening because this episode of It's About Time was created just for you. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 197 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, time management coach and author of Time Management Essentials. And today's episode is all about distraction-proofing your workday so you can stop the cycle, get things done, and finally feel caught up. So today, you'll hear the surprising truth about how workday distractions are destroying your productivity. You'll learn how to identify the different types of workday distractions that are keeping you stuck and feeling behind. And then I'll share seven simple strategies that you can start using today to combat distractions and stay focused while you work. And finally, we'll wrap up this episode with a few pointers for building habits that are actually sustainable in your meeting-filled, super busy workday. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes. And today's show notes can be found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 197. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Okay, let's dive in and start distraction-proofing your workday. If you've ever been super frustrated by constant distractions while you work, you're not alone. Just about everyone finds it tough to stay focused amid the constant buzz of emails, messages, and other interruptions. As you heard at the beginning of this episode, workers who get stuff done behind a computer get hit with a distraction every 43 seconds. And then it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds to regain your full focus every time you're interrupted. 
Needless to say, distractions are destroying your productivity because when you're constantly distracted and then struggling to get into a place of focus, sinking your teeth into your work and really getting things done, getting into that flow state is nearly impossible. Think about it. How many times have you been in the zone? You're getting into a groove, working on an important task. Maybe you're writing a blog post, working on a proposal, planning out your social media posts, only to be interrupted by a question from a team member or a ping from your email. It's frustrating, right? You stop what you're doing, you deal with the distraction, and then you try to figure out what you were doing just before you got interrupted. Not only do distractions kill our productivity, but they can also lead to increased stress levels. And we all know that stress can lead to a whole host of other problems that impact our physical and mental health. What's worse, the impact of workday distractions go far beyond just that momentary interruption. When all of those distractions throughout the day add up, they can affect our ability to meet deadlines. They make us more likely to make mistakes, and they even impact how happy we are at work. And that goes for your nine to five role, your business, your side hustle, whatever work looks like for you. That's why we've got to stop accepting workday distractions as just being a part of it or a normal thing that happens. And we've got to start addressing this issue head on. And when you understand the three main types of workday distractions, you're one step closer to overcoming them and regaining control of your time. Those three main types of workday distractions are internal, external, and digital. So let's dive into each one, and we'll start with digital distractions. I think we can all agree that technology has transformed our lives. I mean, there's the good with the bad, but I love that I have a tiny computer that fits in my pocket and gives me access to just about any piece of information I could ever want and cute bunny videos. Do y'all even remember life before cell phones? I got my first cell phone back in the summer of 1997. I was heading to my first FFA leadership camp in Bunky, Louisiana, and my mom wanted me to be able to call home if I needed to talk. My first phone was a yellow Nokia with this plastic antenna that you would literally pull out whenever you wanted to make a call. And again, literally all it did was make calls because texting wasn't really a thing yet. Remember, this is 1997. Obviously, cell phones and technology in general have changed a lot since then. And now technology can be a powerful tool for connection. I mean, think about what's happening right now. I recorded myself talking and now thousands of you are listening and learning about time management and work-life balance. And chances are you found me or the podcast on the internet, whether it was Instagram or a Google search. And many of y'all who are spread out all over the country have become good friends, all because we found each other on Instagram. I mean, how cool is that? But like I said earlier, with the good also comes the bad. Connection is amazing until it becomes constant and boundaries disappear. Notifications can be super helpful until they become too much and we get inundated and overwhelmed by them. Social media is a powerful tool until we let it have a little bit too much influence on how we spend our time, how we feel, and how we spend our money. 
When it comes to workday digital distractions, they can creep into our day, often without us even realizing it. That quick email check or the brief scroll through your Insta feed can quickly snowball into minutes or even hours of lost productivity. Being a good leader or team member and being responsive to Slack messages or Teams messages can totally derail your own plans and priorities. If you've listened to last week's episode, episode 196, where I talked about time management versus attention management, you might remember that I shared that as of 2023 research, we pick up our phones approximately 144 times a day. So there's no doubt that the constant connection to our devices can fracture our focus and diminish the quality of our work. Digital distractions can take many forms. So here's a quick list of digital distractions that could strike during your workday. Email notifications, pop-up reminders, Slack messages, Teams messages, text messages, notifications or messages in your task management system, like a comment or a question in Asana, Trello, or ClickUp. Getting a comment in a collaborative document, like a Google Doc comment or a share request for a file that pops into your email. The list goes on and on, but these are some of the main digital workday distractions that we need to watch out for. The next type of workday distraction to watch out for is external distractions. External distractions are interruptions in your physical space, environmental distractions, and people distractions. Picture this, you're at your desk and you're ready to dive into an important project but your surroundings are chaotic. There's a mountain of papers on your desk, tons of background noise, and a steady stream of team members keep popping by your desk with questions. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a complete and total nightmare. Back when I worked in a boutique PR firm handling crisis communications for my roster of clients, it was external distractions like this that drove me crazy. It wasn't unusual for me to take work home and stay up late at night finishing everything, finishing work that should have been done at work. But with constant interruptions and me at the time not knowing how to effectively deal with them, it was basically impossible. Every once in a while, if I wasn't feeling well, I would ask if I could work from home. And lo and behold, I would end up getting so much more done working from home while I was sick than I ever could in the actual office. And that alone is one of the main reasons why I'm a huge fan of remote and hybrid working environments. But remote and hybrid isn't an option for everyone. So you've got to learn how to combat those external distractions. Common external distractions include noise. And this can be noisy coworkers, neighborhood noise outside. When I worked in Congress, we literally had a TV posted on the wall that played C-SPAN every hour of every minute of the workday, and I had a really hard time tuning it out and concentrating on my work. Then there's physical clutter, the piles of stuff on your desk, under your desk, in your general workspace, or in the overall office in general. You can have a tidy workspace, maybe your immediate desk, but if the shared office areas are messy, even that can impact your ability to focus. And then external distractions can come in the form of team members dropping by your desk. In my very last full-time job before I started my business, this one drove me wild. I had a cubicle in this windowless cinder block corridor. That alone was miserable. 
And with no internal team messaging system like Microsoft Teams or Slack, people stopped by my desk constantly and I didn't have a door to close. And so I felt powerless against all of the distractions. Eventually, I started going across the street and hiding in a museum coffee shop so I could get things done. And then in some cases, external distractions could be customers. I've talked with shop owners in the past who felt like they never had time to work on their business, doing things like creating marketing plans, drafting social media content, placing orders, because the constant flow of customers into their shop kept them from getting any heads down work done. Of course, customers coming in is a great thing, but when you're trying to get focused done work while also being polite and helping customers, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. The good news is that you have more control over your environment than you might think. And I really wish I had known the things that I could have done to improve my focus when I was working in those open office environments. So keep listening because I've got some simple tips coming up to help you create an organized, distraction-free workspace that encourages focus and productivity. And then finally, the third type of workday distraction is internal distractions. To borrow Taylor Swift's iconic words in Antihero, it's you. Hi, you're the problem, it's you. (laughs) Internal distractions are the ideas that pop into your head when you're trying to work. It's remembering that you need to order more laundry detergent, that you need to make sure the soccer jerseys are washed before the game on Friday. It's remembering that your sister's birthday is coming up and you need to pick up a gift. If working on one project that reminds you of something you need to do for another project or someone you need to follow up with, or maybe it's something you said you would do for someone, but you haven't done it yet. You can have the most pristine environment with no digital distractions whatsoever and internal distractions, the thoughts in your own head, can still totally derail you. And the biggest mistake we make when we face an internal distraction is stopping what we're doing and shifting our focus to that internal distraction. We stop what we're doing and we order the laundry detergent in that moment so we don't forget. We stop what we're doing and we hop online to start searching for a birthday gift for sis. We stop what we're doing and we follow up with that person or update that other report or send that whatever. And the next thing we know, it's 20, 30 minutes later and time to head into another meeting or move on to the next thing. And we're left with unfinished work that makes us feel how? Behind. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. 
I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So what do we do? How do we deal with digital, external, and internal distractions so we can stay focused, use our time well, and get things done during work hours so we're not taking things home every day or letting our work bleed into all of the other nooks and crannies of our life? Here are seven easy strategies that you can use today to combat these three types of distractions. First, to combat digital distractions. Take a few minutes to set up the focus modes on your devices. Now, I can't speak for Android, but as an iPhone user, my friends know that I keep my phone on Do Not Disturb 90% of the time. In addition to the iPhone's Do Not Disturb mode, you can create other focus settings like work or personal and customize the notifications that you allow at different times of day or in specific places. My friend Emily, shout out to Emily if you're listening, She's used the focus settings on her iPhone to create a work mode, a home mode, and even a gym mode. Gym time is her me time, her time to shut out all outside distractions. So whenever she gets to the gym, her phone recognizes the location and automatically switches to gym mode so she can focus on her time there. She doesn't even have to click a button. It just does it. Having these different focus modes on your phone, which then sync across other Apple devices, it gives you so much more customization to decide which notifications you're willing to deal with and when. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of how to set up those focus modes, but play around with them. And I've actually linked the Apple support page that talks about setting up the different types of focus modes over in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Now, here's your second strategy. If setting up those focus modes feels complicated, go back to episode 143 of It's About Time to learn about an information diet. You'll also find a super helpful guide to doing a digital detox with that episode. If you can't completely turn off all of your notifications, and I hear you as a parent to two toddler girls in daycare, I can't either. Airplane mode is just not an option for me. So if you, like me, can't turn off all of your notifications, you can at least be more intentional about the ones that you allow. All right, our third strategy is for those external distractions, specifically noise. By now, hopefully you know how you do your best work. Some people love pure silence. 
Some people need background music or background noise to focus best. If you're not sure how you do your best work, how you find your best focus, I encourage you to experiment. You might start with a focus music Spotify station. You can always search for study music, classical study music, and then maybe check out lo-fi beats. I'm a big fan of those too. But my personal favorite is a brown noise YouTube video that I pull up while I'm working. And I only discovered brown noise after trying white noise and pink noise first. See, it's always a trial and error thing. And I'll link my favorite brown noise video so you can check it out. And there are also plenty of white noise apps that you can download and try. If you find that you really do need pure silence, but your workspace is anything but, it might be time to invest in some noise-canceling headphones, or at the very least, some decent earplugs. That PR firm I mentioned earlier had an open office layout. All of the account execs and account coordinators were in one big room that I called the pit. I really struggled to stay focused on my work when my team members were all around me, talking, jumping on calls with clients. And for a period of time, there was a lot of construction outside that just drove me nuts. So I got some over-the-ear headphones. They weren't noise-canceling, but they did make a huge difference. Plus, they were the equivalent of closing my door and signaling to my coworkers that I was in focus mode. The fourth strategy you can try also focuses on external distractions of the people kind. If you're struggling because your team members are constantly popping into your office for unscheduled chit-chat time, you have a few reactive options and a few proactive options to consider. As hard as it may be, you can kindly tell your intruding coworker, hey, I would love to chat about this some more, but I'm working on a big project right now and I've got a limited amount of time to knock it out. Could we schedule a time to continue this conversation later today? How's 2 p.m. for you? Proactively, if you begin to notice that you have a coworker who is consistently popping in with updates, questions, or ideas, consider scheduling a weekly one-on-one -on -one meeting with that coworker. That way you've got a specific designated time for that conversation to take place. So now when they pop into your office, you're able to say, oh, can you add that to the agenda for our next one-on-one? -on -one? I would love to talk with you about it then. Whether you decide to be proactive, reactive, or a combination of both with your people distractions, I encourage you to be brave and try just one method in the next week. I promise your to-do list will thank you. Our fifth strategy is for dealing with internal distractions, and it's a proactive tip. I mean, we can't exactly turn off notifications on ourselves, right? We're not iPhones with a do not disturb mode. We can, however, do a quick mind sweep before we settle in to focus work. A mind sweep is basically a better version of a brain dump. You get all of your thoughts out of your head and onto paper. And I prefer to call it a mind sweep because I think brain dump sounds gross. Brain dump reminds me of dumping a junk drawer out on the floor because all that's really doing is moving mess from one place to another. A mind sweep, however, is a bit neater. I dedicated an entire episode to mind sweeps. It's episode 90, so go check it out. But here's a quick version of how you do a mind sweep. Before you sit down to start your focused work, think through each of these four categories. Personal, professional, financial, and fun. I'm gonna say them one more time. 
personal, professional, financial, and fun. What is everything bouncing around in your head relating to those four categories? You can actually take a blank sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, top to bottom, a line down the middle, left to right, and you've got four different quadrants. And you can make one personal, professional, one for financial, and one for fun. And now you just get everything out of your head and onto paper. Instead of, again, just dumping it out onto the page, putting it in the category that it fits in. So if you remember that you need to pay a bill, write it in the financial category. Or if you remember that you need to buy a birthday card for your sister, put that in personal. Then instead of jumping in and doing all of these things right now, save them, save your list for after you knock out your focused work. When you do a mind sweep before you settle in for focus work, you're less likely to have all of that stuff pop up and distract you while you're working. And then after you start working, use this strategy, strategy number six. It's a reactive strategy. Make a shiny things list while you work. A shiny things list is a place to keep track of all of the internal distractions that pop up while you're working. Again, instead of remembering that you need to order laundry detergent and ordering it right in that moment, you write down order laundry detergent on your shiny things list and then you get back to work. And then you continue capturing the shiny things that pop into your head until you finish your focused work time. Then take a look at the shiny things you've collected and decide how to handle each one. And now finally, strategy seven. This is a proactive focus strategy that you can use to combat all three of the workday distraction types. And it's creating a focus ritual. I learned this from Minda Zetlin back in episode 154. Minda shared that when she was writing her book, Career Self-Care, and I'll link to it in the show notes, she would change the lighting in her office to signal that it was time to focus and start writing. So how can you create a focus ritual? And it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to chant or sing or dance or anything weird like that. But it's something simple that you can do each time you're planning to get into a state of focus. Copywriter Ashlyn Carter has shared that she lights a special focus candle when she needs to get focused writing done. And I've started to adopt the focus candle method too. You could play some specific music or drink out of a specific focus coffee cup. It doesn't matter what your ritual is as long as you're consistent, because before you know it, you'll train your brain to step into focus mode whenever you perform your habitual focus ritual. So there you have it. Workday distractions might be a fact of life, but you don't have to let them ruin your productivity. Instead, you can use the seven strategies we talked through today to beat back the three different types of workday distractions. So quick recap, those three types of workday distractions are digital, like notifications, external, like environmental and people distractions, and internal, like our own ideas and remembering things we need to do. You can combat those distractions by setting up focus modes or using do not disturb on your devices, doing a digital detox and removing notifications that don't serve you, using noise-canceling headphones or your favorite type of focus music or sounds like brown noise to hide a noisy workspace, 
You can be kind but firm with interrupting coworkers and potentially schedule a weekly one-on-one meeting with your repeat offenders. You can do a mind sweep to clear your head before you dive into focused work. And then keep a shiny things list to capture any internal distractions that pop up along the way. And finally, by creating a focus ritual, like changing the lighting, lighting a candle, listening to specific music or something else, you can train your brain to stay focused and level up your productivity along the way. As always, all of the details from today's episode, including the episodes I mentioned, Minda's book, and more, they can all be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 197. All right, that's it for today's episode, but I've got some exciting news for you. If you've gotten even one ounce of value from today's podcast episode, one of the best things you can do to help me and potential listeners that are looking to improve their time management and find it's about time is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. And if you leave a review, look for a shout out from me in a future episode. All right, see you in the next episode and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.